This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Ah, I'm stoked, baby. I am stoked every time this guy comes on. I get so excited. It's so easy. It's so fun. You get lots of information. And for my Let's Keep It Real people, you know Matt keeps it real. But before I bring you on, Matt, let me tell a little bit about you. Although they probably know you because I bring him back because he can answer Every question you have, Matt can answer. Well, he'll answer. I don't know if you like the answer, but here we go with Matt. Ready for this? Matt Labosco is a licensed conscious transformation trainer, energy practitioner, ooh, which I got to experience. It was really cool. And movement therapist, which I didn't because I didn't go to Florida. He works with individuals all over the world through his private practice classes and workshops. Matthew has studied with some of the most revolutionary and progressive health professionals in the fields of psychology, meditation, physical rehabilitation, and nutritional science. His multidiscipline approach has empowered individuals from all over the world to access a life of health and vitality they didn't realize was possible. Now, Matt, before you come on, I just want to say one more thing so he can't respond. I wrote him all these things we we're going to talk about. And the wise butt says to me, oh, do you mean we're talking about goals, benchmarks, and vision? I'm like, yeah, if you want to put it concise. That's all I got to say. That's what we're talking about. All right, Matt, you can unmute yourself. Welcome. Is it safe? It's <laughs> safe. Wait, we were joking about not chewing gum. And he goes, can I do tobacco? And I'm like, as long as you mute yourself, you know. He's not chewing tobacco, so. You might be getting stoned, but you never know, right? Oh, my God, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So <laughs> how are you, Matt? What's new in Florida? Are you out and about? Are you working yet? Are you on the beaches? What's going on in the quarantine land of Florida? Well, Florida has has cracked open some of the doors here, uh, which has been nice to see. And slowly opening the doors except in our county and other counties. So oh, okay. uh, the county that we live in, they haven't quite uh, allowed us to uh, engage in the beaches yet. They have opened the parks. Yeah. Um, the weather is absolutely spectacular uh, here in Florida right now. And we got a puppy um, a couple weeks ago. So we've been having a blast with the kids and playing oh. the little man. And it's, it's been, we're having a blast. You know what? I, I love to hear you saying that because most people, yes, I have a lot of optimistic friends and so they're turning it around, but they said, which I love, I got to hear this from you. They said, I feel guilty saying I'm having a blast with all that's going on. So let's dive into that. First question, Matt, how can I not feel guilty that yeah, I'm working from home, but my family's healthy. We're having fun. We're enjoying each other's company, and I'm having a great time. I feel bad when I tell my friends that. Are you saying how do we manage that guilt, or what's the question? You know, he does this to me all the time. Is there a question in there? <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm, you know, answering. The oh my God, is this going to be like my husband and my son all over again? <laughs> what are you talking about, woman? 
They don't want to feel guilty, but they feel guilty saying, yeah, I'm doing great. They well, always, you yeah, know. I mean, I don't look at our current reality any different than I looked at the reality three months ago. Okay. Wait a minute. Excuse me. I just have to apologize for his behavior that's coming up. <laughs> what is going to come out of his mouth? I have no idea. Here's so. what I mean. This is, a, this is going to take up the whole hour, I'm afraid. All right, here we go. I told you we weren't even going to get to the topic that you even wanted to talk about. I just knew, that usually happens with us. I know. This but is here's a good what one. I mean by that. Okay? I'm listening. All right. Uh, people are this, actually on planes right now to Florida to go, what the hell are you talking about and ready to smack you? So I understand good. that the environment is different than it was a month or two ago. But I wasn't living in this context of my environment dictates my experience. So I look at every environment, and this is something I've trained myself to do, by the way. It's not something that was there 10 years ago. um, Because if I was who I was, believing what I believed 10 years ago, engaging in life the way I was 10 years ago, in 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 the current reality now, I would not tell you that I was having a blast. Okay. I would be overwhelmed, panicked, anxious, and freaking out because that's where I was, you know, 10 years ago. So regardless of the environment, um, if I have a tendency to be anxious, I'll find reasons to be anxious regardless of what's happening. If I have a tendency to to uh, be in this experience of, of looking for opportunities, you know, um, being inspired, you know, looking for ways to um, enjoy what's here, then then that will be the way I approach any environment I walk into. So again, it's this whole idea that my experience is created from the inside out. It's not dictated to me by what's happening outside of me. And I understand that that is a radically new way of looking at things. And I mm-hmm. also appreciate that to be able to execute on what I said, it takes practice and training. You have to train your mind to orient this way. Yeah. Um, There is no way that, oh, I've read that too, or I saw that on a sticker once, but that's bullshit because that's (laughs) not my reality. Well, yeah, um, that's because that your brain hasn't been trained to create that reality. And it's not that there's something wrong with your brain. It doesn't mean you couldn't if you wanted to. It's just that your brain doesn't have the ability to do that, just like mine didn't 10 years ago. And so I, I was uh, uh, I'm grateful that I had the courage to believe it was possible to create my experience every day and that it was not dependent upon what was happening. And that doesn't mean there's not things that are happening in the world all the time that um, – you know, uh, are, are unfortunate things that are occurring in, in, in different places of the world. But the, the things that are happening right now, like mm-hmm. people, people, you know, getting sick and dying, people were getting sick and dying three months ago. Okay. Right? I mean, okay. there are wars okay. happening in the world. Like, if you want to focus on all the bad things that are happening in the world, well, we could have done that three months ago. Mm. Right, and we could have named all the horrible shit that was going on in the world, and yes. and we could have been upset about it. That's true. Right, so I understand that the world is focused on one particular thing right now. So there's a global focus. Mm. There's a there's a coherence among our focus, 
which has everybody opted into the, the, the horrible things that are happening right now. But if we, but if, if the people that, that, that I know, I'm kind of like when I get, it's really kind of fun, I got to tell you, when I teach my classes, which are all online now, it is one of the few places that, that exist right now. When I jump on my, in my class and I see those 30 to 40 people on video, they're all smiling. And yeah. it's really kind of fun to jump online with these people. And I'm not saying that they're not having their, their – they're, they're managing new things and they're trying to figure out how to homeschool their kids. And I understand the reality has changed. But, yeah. but yeah. it is kind of it's, – it's really – I just love the fact that I, I'm teaching, what, five classes a week right now. And every time I jump on the, 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 the video Zoom whatever conference call, I see all these smiling faces. And all these people that are are looking are are in the driver's seat saying, "Hey, yes, this is happening in our world, but I know I can create my experience today." And they are in the process of not only uh, upleveling their ability to create that experience because of the intensity of our current reality, like their capacity to create their day because they're quote unquote training in this current reality. I mean, these people. Are, are, there's going to be few things that go on in this world that they're not going to be able to bring a state of acceptance to, a state of peace with, a state mm-hmm. of, of joy to, a state of gratitude to. And if you're able to do that, man, there is nothing to be guilty about. If anything, you're showing people that it's possible. It's actually the greatest gift you can give to family and friends. Like, hey, it's possible to do this if you'd like to. And I also understand there's the other side of that equation where people just get pissed off at you. Yes, absolutely. And tell you that you live in a fantasy. And yeah, I'm living in a fantasy and so are you. The fantasy that I create. Yeah. I just If I'm going to create a fantasy, I'm going to create one that has a smile on my face as opposed to the one I used to live in, which was cynicism, anger, frustration, um, mistrusting, I mean, self-doubt. Like that was my... The world I created 10 years ago. I lived in that world. I called him Matt 1.0. And Matt 1.0 makes his cameos today. It's not like like I don't have those moments, those experiences, because I do. Matt 1.0. <laughs> he, he, does, he does make his cameo appearances. Yeah. And when he does, I, I, I think to myself, my God, this is what my entire every single day – used to look like and i'm so grateful that this is this this is an exception to my experience it's not my it's not my experience so we're going to back up here a second because that's the one thing that and i and i get it when people are in that space of really fear-based a lot of times they don't want to hear what you have to say right they don't want to hear it because they they have no ability to hear it sam yeah. Oh, that's like a good you point. You're, when you're in a fear-based state, your brain literally has no ability to listen. And I know I can just speak personally. People say, "Oh my God, if I call you and you're going to put a positive spin on it, I'm going to just say f you and hang up." And I go, "Okay, well maybe we should hang up now. <laughs> like I don't know what to do with that." Do you well, know what they, I mean they they're not interested in changing their situation. They're interested in um, you. Um, justifying their experience. So you and I Those talk about that yeah, yeah, a lot, that when you take on clients even, you mm-hmm. don't call them. You wait for them to call you because they have to be ready 
Yes. You know, and you can't just, some person might say, oh, I want to do, I want to do this. But if they don't take the initiative to even call you, you're like, okay, we're not going to get anywhere. They're not ready for it. So they have to yeah. be, like all the people on your call, they can't wait to hear what you have to say, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there is a, they are asking me to help them create something that they're committed to creating. If they're committed to creating peace in their life. They're committed to creating a different experience of life. Like when I have somebody that's committed to creating something, see, there's a difference between people that are interested in living a happy life and there's people that are committed to it. People that are interested in creating a happy life will do it when it's convenient. People that are committed to creating Ooh, I like that. Yeah. A, a joyful experience, they will do whatever's necessary to create it. There it's is the most no important thing to them. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's their, hey, what's most important for me to know in my life is a sense of, of joy, fulfillment, and inspiration in my life. And I'm committed to making that happen. When someone's committed to making that happen, like it's it's they are willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. Most people are interested in living a happy life. And they'll do it until it's inconvenient. Ooh, good point. Good point. And I'm not judging either one of those things, but those are the different ways that that people approach life. You know, you know me, I'm always about what can you do to shift your you know, brain? How can you get over there? How can you reset it? And I've been doing those meditations in the morning um, with Joey mm-hmm. and he, which I love, you know how much I love words. And mm-hmm. just think of one word you want to embody a day, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be inspired. It could be joy. It could be love. And I love that, that he's doing that. Because when you get off track or whatever, if the most important thing is that you're going to show up in the world with pure joy, love, or inspiration, it's not complicated. Do you know what I mean? You just go, all right, wait a minute. Yeah. What what did I want to show up with today? So. Mm-hmm. To get back to what you were saying, like when you were saying you work on this and it's not like it just was like, do, 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 you committed. It's not complicated. It's just something you do every single day. Mm -hmm. It's no different than what you did with people for years with their bodies, Sandy, right? Like you can tell somebody, hey, you can change the way you you feel in your body, how your body looks and, 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 and what you can get from your body. Here's the way you do that. And then they have to show up for it. So let's shift gears here because I was listening to, keep it anonymous, this amazing podcast and they were talking about anxiety and why it's just out of control right now. Like the most prevalent thing right now, forget the disease, forget what's going on, um, the, the virus. It's yeah. the fear and the anxiety. And they said... That all these studies have been done, I don't know how you feel about that, that anxiety is contagious. And that it like if you have it, it's gonna affect your family, it's gonna affect anyone around you. It's just contagious. How do you feel about that? Um if contagious means anxiety contributing anxiety in other people, then well, yeah, it's sure. one of the emotions that it just builds on other people. Like if you're in the house, it's gonna it's going to affect everybody in your house. Yeah, but joy is the same thing. I don't think there's any emotion that's not that can't be contagious. Is everybody had a pattern of joy within them, and joyful people were around, then it would activate that joy in everybody. It's just that anxiety happens to be the most practiced emotion in our society. Ah, 
I'm going to call up this person and let her know this. Oh my goodness. I'm glad I didn't mention their name. So wait a minute. That's beautiful. Cause yeah, that, because that didn't seem right to me. Cause changes. I'm thinking, well, no, it's uh, yeah, that's silly. It's not the disease you catch. And this is exactly the problem with a lot of the ways we are taught that emotions, we, we, our relationship with emotions is it's like a disease you catch. Oh my God, those people are anxious. I don't want to catch it. Like that's insane. Anxiety is a normal emotion, no different than joy, no different than peace, no different than anger, no different than inspiration. If we as a society were, were cultivating and, and training joy, then yeah, a joyful person can walk in a room and activate the pattern of joy in all the people because it's trained in our society. Well, if, if you want, you're right. If you are walking in and you're inspired and you walk in a room, you can lift up, you can change everybody's energy. You can, or if somebody has a pattern of doubt and insecurity in themselves, they don't like you because you're inspired. They look at you as a threat. Oh, that's why they don't like me. <laughs> a true story, true, true story, Sandy. I used to dislike joyful people. Shit, you would have hated me. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad we met when we did meet because I'm telling you, I did not like people that were joyful to I can't even imagine that. I can't that, even imagine that. That's my, but that's my point because my pattern was self-doubt, insecurity, frustration, anger, and a profound level of sadness within me that I could not believe was there until I actually allowed myself to feel it. And the people that were joyful, I could not comprehend how they could how they could be that joyful and i looked at them and i said they must be on drugs they're full of shit yeah um, there's an angle they everyone says what's your angle me. exactly yeah. what's their agenda like i didn't trust people that were joyful and i really didn't like them i would avoid them my 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 wife had a friend her name was amy and she was so happy and <laughs> i hated when she came over and i even told my wife i used to say to her i go She's like, oh, Amy's coming. I'm like, I'm leaving. She's like, you don't like her, do you? I go, I don't trust her. Oh my gosh! Right? Like, so yeah. when I'm telling you, when like, like when you, when I get on the phone with you, Sandy, I'm like, yeah, I'm having an amazing experience. Everything's yeah. great. Like, yeah. you can understand that was not my reality ten years ago. No, I, like, I get. I not wasn't just born this way. Like, if anything, yeah. I was born into a place of high anxiety. You yeah. know, my parents, that generation. I mean. Irish, Italian, uh, uh, Catholic in Jersey, New York. I mean, there's a certain environment growing up there. I mean, my parent, I love my parents. They, they, they would cut off their arms for their kids and their arms and their legs for their grandkids, you know, but there was definitely a, it was an environment of worrying about everything all the time. Yep. Yep. And they thought that was showing love, by the way. Of course. I, again, that's what I mean. Like, again, yeah. but intention is one thing. Actual impact and influence is something very different. So, you know, I was thinking, like, so, I don't know, maybe they spent X amount of money studying <laughs> anxiety for 10 years, and hey, it's contagious. But I, when I was listening, I'm thinking, did they study joy? Like, it just didn't make sense to well, me. Again, but I, that's why words are so important. Like, I'd ask them, what do you mean by contagious? See, that would be my question. Yeah. Are you saying that this this anxiety energy leaves this person and then it in, it infects this next person? Like, what is because that's what contagion. What's a contagion? It's yeah. like this virus. 
So are you saying that this anxiety energy leaves this one person and then infects this other person? I mean, that's insanity. I think they just I mean, mean that. I mean, I can't speak for them, but it's probably more like when you say contagious, it's like that word, oh, your joy is contagious. Do you know what I mean? It rubs off yeah. on people. But what it does is it activates the pattern of joy in the people that have cultivated a pattern of joy okay. inside of them. All right. Well, so then something that's already there. So all right. If that's so can you contagious? Then sure. All right. So then let's just step back here a second from your <laughs> joyful pippy state in your joyful pippy world back there in Florida, and say, can you understand? Okay. So let's just say someone wasn't really that anxious. All right. Maybe a little. Do you understand why it might be heightened? Because of the situation we're in, because oh, the more there's people, the there's news, they're homeschooling, everyone's in the same house. I mean, I have people say, it's joking, but women, because I do all these different podcasts with women, they're like, if I'm married at the end of this, it will be a miracle. Like, I hate my husband. I hate my kids. And they're not negative people. Like, you know, part of it's a joke. But isn't it possible that it's just everyone everywhere is thinking about it and talking about it. So even if you're not a normally anxious person, you could get anxious. Uh, yeah, I mean, anxiety is a normal thing. Like, it's a normal. It's a normal. It's a normal emotion. There's, there's right. nobody on the planet that's not going to have moments of anxiety. But here's what I will say. Okay. Okay. The current reality is the perfect recipe. Uh, for activating fight or flight in our brain, okay? Because what what's happening in our world right now is our status quo has been completely threatened. Like nothing about today looked like, you know, it did, you know, six, six weeks ago. Like our whole world has changed. Our brain is hardwired when something changes in our environment to go into fight or flight. And so yeah. we, our brain basically goes into this fight or flight and whatever fear-based pattern is most practiced, whether like, and most people aren't, don't know what fear-based emotions are most practiced until they're in that experience of overwhelm, anxiety, anger, frustration. What happens is whatever was there that may have been dormant in a certain way is okay. now in an environment to express itself in a, in a, in a very intense way. And the other piece of the equation uh, of the environment that's conducive to this is you're really forced to be with yourself. Right now. Yeah. There's Isn't that awesome? Well, I mean, think about it. What's the most severe penalty you can give somebody in prison? Yeah. Solitude. Solitary confinement. Like we literally can't stand being with ourselves. Yeah. And that's I know people that have to turn on the TV talk. and have music. Everything that's has to what be I'm on. Saying, because yeah. when we're when we have not been taught as a community, as a society, how to manage our inner world, and so when we're forced to be with ourselves, we're literally forced to be with our inner world. What's our inner world? It's the emotions we're feeling. It's the thoughts we have. Like we have not been taught how to manage that, and so if you're forced to be in solitude or you're confined to a space you're forced to be with yourself you can't escape from yourself with the distractions that you might have been able to do before i mean when you think about some of these retreats people go on to to find them find themselves quote unquote whatever the hell that means but but they but what is like some of the most traditional retreats 
literally put you in a space where you're just with yourself for eight hours and you're and you're quote unquote meditating like that like like silent retreats like most people that engage in those type of practices they go joey talks about um a a a retreat that he did with one of his mentors and it was at a hotel and it was this like you know spiritual guru from india and they they went to this hotel thinking they were going to do all these kind of mystical practices and you know like have experiences of enlightenment and, and you know all this stuff. Yeah. And she literally like puts them all in a room and just makes them sit there in the room for eight to twelve hours a day oh my in silence. Joey said, and Joey had been training with her, so he had an ability to manage his inner world. But think about this. Somebody who's med- never meditated before, ne- has no training, and you just make them sit them there by themselves for 8 to 12 hours. He said, Matt, the hotel turned into an insane asylum. Oh my there were God. people losing their shit all over the place. Yeah. Because their inner world came out. Mm. So this reality that we're inside of is kind of an environment that elicits the inner world coming out. You know what? I hear it's an opportunity. That's what I'm hearing, Matt. It can be if you decide it's an opportunity. Yeah. Or it could be a total pain in your ass, a nightmare, and... You can kind of find ways to distract yourself from it. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thing to do, but but there is an option. Yeah. I yeah. personally think there is an incredible opportunity to lean into this, this intensity that's here for us and start to really learn how to train our inner world. Because if we can start to train our inner world in this environment, yeah. there's going to be very few environments that will shake us. That's very true. That's really true. So you keep saying, you know, like you weren't like this 10 years ago, right? So I know what people are going to hammer me with. Like, all right. So how long did it take him to feel this freedom? Like, was it in a year? Does it keep happening? Is it overnight? I mean, if they're starting out how you were 10 Uh years ago, is it going to take them 10 years? Uh, no. And here, here, I'll tell you a funny story. So, so, and I actually had to tell this story, uh, recently, um, because Joey's doing a rewrite in his book and they wanted to use the story I'm about to tell in his book. Uh, and I think it'll, it'll, it'll answer your question. So the first weekend program that I went to, which was, I guess now eight or nine years ago, um, it was a, it was, it was at that time it was called, uh, emotional mastery. Okay. And there was no part of me that wanted to go. Um, I had a friend that kind of like convinced me to go. Um, um, she lived in Vail, so she's like, "Hey, come visit me in Vail, and we'll go do this thing." I'm like, "Oh, fine. Like, I guess I can manage going to Vail, you know?" Yeah. And I showed up at this 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 little weekend program. I literally created my own back row because if it got weird, I was getting to get out of here quick because I don't know what I was walking into. And the first thing I think of is what is this guy selling? It's probably bullshit. Yeah. That's literally where I was at. Yeah. And, um, I went to the thing, I heard him speak and 
there was definitely something that I needed to hear him say that helped me give myself permission to engage in the weekend, which he started to talk about the brain and how the brain works and, and just neuroscience. And it was actually something I studied in college. So what he did is he kind of bridged this neuroscience thing to kind of this traditional idea of meditating and something just clicked and go, God, that makes sense to me. Like that's something I can, you know, sink my teeth into as opposed yeah. to, hey, if your left shoelace untied, it's a full moon and you repeat this chant to yourself 400 times, you'll access peace. Like that, that's not going to... Like, that was the kind of stuff that I just wouldn't even pay attention to, right? Yeah. And so he, he made it scientific. I was somebody who was very much inside of science. And so I engaged in this weekend, and I accessed experiences of joy in myself that I didn't fundamentally actually realize was possible. And I had tools that I could bring back to my, my current reality, which was my business and my kids and all of the things, right? So I fly back home to California to see my wife and my kids. And I had just gotten a new car and it was a convertible. Right before I left for this weekend, I just got this car that I've always wanted, a little convertible, California, like, like really excited about this little car that I got. And when I got back, I, Eve said to me, Hey Matt, um, why don't we take your car for a ride down to the beach? I mean, you haven't had a chance to, to drive in your car. Like, why don't we do that? And so I, we go outside, we open the, I open the door to the car and there was sand all over the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Eve is like, my wife is like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, 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 we took the car to the beach and I totally meant to vacuum that and clean that. I'm so sorry. And I reacted in a way that was so out of my normal context when I said to her, and it just came out, like I just said, hey, as long as you had a joyful time, it's all good. And I remember when I said that, it was like her brain short-circuited. Do you know what yeah. I mean? She was like, like, what the hell did he just say? Yeah. And so fast forward, at the end of the day, we had this really great day. And, and we put the kids to bed. We're sitting on the couch. I'll never forget this. And she looks at me and she goes, I don't like this. And I go, you don't like this? Like, what are you talking about? You don't like what? She's like, I don't like this. And I'm like, you, can you give me a little more? Like, I don't know what you mean by that. She's like, you're different. And I go, different? Like what? Like, it was so blindsided me because I yeah. didn't know what she was talking about. She's like, you're different. And I'm like, different? How am I different? Like, can you please keep going, you know? And she goes, the car. And I go, the car? She goes, the sand. And I go, the sand? <laughs> the sand in the car. And I go, what about it? You weren't angry. And I go, wait, time out. You're upset with me because I wasn't pissed off at you? You know? And so, like, it was was so different than what she had experienced in the past. Yeah. That it shook her. Yeah. Right? Because she's like, what are are you now going in the freaking mountains and you're going to be meditating now? Like, like, what's about to happen to me in my life? Are you leaving us to to be a monk? Like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? And I'm so grateful for her because, like, she was able to authentically express where she was at. And we were able to have a conversation that night. And what it boiled down to was, um, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you if you change. Right? And, and And I said, honey, like, if anything... What this work, like what what I'm seeing this this these tools and techniques are doing, is it showing me how to really access and create my experience in a different way, 
And you know, and she and she was very cute. She was like, I just don't want you to lose your sense of humor. I, if you stop laughing at, you know, and she named some shows that I think are funny. If, yeah. you, if you stop laughing at these shows and something's really going to be wrong, I go, I go, sweetie, don't worry. I'm going to be funnier than I've ever been. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, like it's going to give me the ability to just like allow myself to be free in a different way. And like, I, that's the only way I can explain it. Yeah. And so that was literally after the first weekend. I was okay. already accessing something different. And that has just continued to evolve over the, over the 10 years. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. as I started to create different, I'll call it, and you want to look at it like scientifically, different neurological pathways in my brain that created this experience of joy. Like that actually existed in my brain now because I trained it that weekend. I mean, the weekends are intensive. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I just kept, I just kept training like experiences that were important for me to know. Like I got, I wanted to feel fulfilled and free at my current job. I wanted to like, ex- I wanted to understand what this word love meant. Like I didn't understand what that word. I'm, I don't know. I love cheeseburgers. Like I guess that's love. And then there's yeah. this other love that I think is only for your partner and maybe for your kids. Like I don't, I don't know what this thing called love is. And so as I accessed this experience that the only word I have for the experience is it's a divine. It's just like a, div- a divine love that I, I just don't have any other name for it. Yeah. And so the experience of love, when I think of the experience of love today, it looks nothing like the experience of love I knew 10 years ago. And I'm not mm. saying the experience of love I had 10 years ago was bad. It's just completely different. Yeah. And it's completely different than it was two years ago. And and I and I know that when I if we're chatting in a year from now about love, I'm going to have a completely different experience of this consciousness of love, which is infinitely expansive and and something to explore and create with forever. Yeah. You know, Matt, I love that you said that because I've had people say to me that if they're may, I hate to say this, got confidence, they think they'll leave them. You know? Or, well, yeah. And if, if, if they are an empowered woman, it takes an empowered man to be an empowered woman. So if yeah. you turn into an empowered woman and your husband leaves you, that tells you a little bit about their capacity. Yeah. I will tell you that 90% of the time that doesn't happen, working yep. with lots of women that, that, that learned how to stand for themselves and not constantly put the binky in their husband's mouth and wipe their husband's butts as their mommies. Like that's unfortunately the reality of many relationships is <laughs> we, we turn into mommy with our, with our spouse. Oh, when we stand as empowered women in relationships, yeah, you're like my wife. Okay. Like it's funny. Like she is cultivating an empowerment within her. And do you know what I've realized as she's starting to access that empowerment? I can't be a little baby anymore. I, my little fits don't work anymore. Like I had to up level my game because yeah. my little fit that got me what I wanted yeah. doesn't work. Damn. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, shit, like yeah. this backfired. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, when, when you choose to step into this place of feeling, of being empowered and owning your experience and not managing everybody else's experience of life, what you actually do is you give the other person permission to do it for themselves. It's mm-hmm. actually the greatest gift you can give to somebody. The more you baby somebody 
and coddle them and pet them and put the binky in their mouth, yeah. you're, you're crippling them. Yeah. So well, that's good to hear. So what you're saying is even in one weekend, it was like huge difference in you. Without question. I mean, to the point where my wife was, <laughs> was panicking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I realized the shift that occurred. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm Until sure you did. She, you know what I mean? Like, and she also reminded me actually this week. I, I was, we were literally laughing about this because she goes, Matt, that's not the only weird thing you did that day. I go, what do you mean? <laughs> um, she goes, we were in the car and there was this stray dog like running across the street. And we were like, oh, my God, the dog, don't hit the dog. And you said something like, oh, my gosh, look how joyful that dog is. Wouldn't it be great if we were all joyful like that dog? <laughs> I mean, it was like I was on drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. she was just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I clearly didn't realize that I had, you know, accessed something and yeah, one weekend, Sandy, it's pretty, it's hard to wrap your head around. I mean, you've been to the weekends, you see the power yeah, that's yeah. possible for absolutely. people to access there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it can happen. It can absolutely happen like that. But well, the other thing yeah, to just ahead. name here, sorry, no, is okay. there's no destination called joyful. So yes, I accessed an experience of joy that weekend that I never had access to. But yeah. the joy that I know today pales in comparison to that joy. Hmm. I love it, hearing that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. not a destination that we yeah. arrive at called I've arrived. Yeah. And I'm no longer going to feel anxious anymore. Yeah. Like, that's insane. That's called not human. Yeah. One thing I love when I hear Joey talk about his mentors and some of these mentors were profound, you know, quote unquote masters and gurus. He goes, out of all of the people that I studied with and he had, was inside of their personal space, I mean literally personal assistance, was with them 24-7. Yeah. He goes, every single one of them got angry. Mm. They all, I've all yeah. seen all of them angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, they're human. Like they're, they're exactly. Human. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times we live up to the fantasy of what we think people are. Yeah. And a lot of these fantasies are non-human like fantasies that, that we're trying to live up to something that doesn't exist. You know, I'm, you and I were talking about that the other day. It's that you can, you know, really look up to someone, love them and, you know, admire them. But that doesn't mean you always agree with them. That doesn't mean you, you have to follow everything they say. You know, it's crazy to think that, you know, they're people mm-hmm. and they have imperfections. And to put them up there like that, it's crazy anyhow. It's not fair to them or you. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, but as you said, you know, we like, hey, are we going to get to this topic? But actually, I think this, it always flows in the direction it's supposed to go. And I think what you were talking about is so needed. And I appreciate you going through all that and sharing the stories because I do think it's really valuable for right now. So let's just take it a step forward. All right. So here you are and you get that to that place of like, let's look at this as an opportunity to work on myself and what I really want. There's so many people out there that said they had all these goals and like you're talking about venture and vision and they were like really on it. And now kabosh, here they are and they don't know what world they're coming out. How can they get to seeing what's going to be in six months when they don't know what world they're coming out to? You know, yeah, where I mean, the illusion of 
the illusion of control and and knowing what's coming has been has been eliminated. We never knew what tomorrow was going to bring. We never knew what was going to happen, you know, in the world in the day. Like things were constantly happening that we couldn't possibly predict. But we lived in this illusion that we knew we knew what was going to, what was coming. Okay. And in that veil, that illusion, or as it's been referred to, you know, um, I think it's in the, in the in the Hindu tradition as the Maya, which is just this veil, this illusion that we believe we live in. Um, it's kind of been obliterated right now. And so this thing that never existed called certainty was the thing we was the, our condition to not to feeling peace within ourselves and feeling confidence within ourselves. Like, so I, I've been joking around a little bit with this idea of, you know, um, you know, time of uncertainty, you know what I mean? And it's like, this is what's on the, like what's out there in the world right now. We're living in a time of uncertainty and there's music and there's logos and all of this uncertainty in the world. Crazy times, crazy right. times. But, but here's, 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 here's my question when I saw it. I go, did I miss when we lived in the time of certainty? When did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Do you follow me? Like, when yeah, was that? I agree. Like, did I fall asleep during the time of certainty? Like, I don't know. What, what does that mean, time of uncertainty? So we, there's this idea that we, we knew we were in control of things, right, outside of us. Mm-hmm. And that's been obliterated. So when we talk about people that had certain goals and benchmarks and things that they wanted to accomplish this year – and because that's no longer happening or because of the current reality has, I'll say, blown up those things potentially, mm-hmm. which isn't always the case. But let's just I'll just play this out here because that's okay. the question you asked. That to me is an indication that those the accomplishment of those things is a condition to my happiness. Those things I was orienting to as the condition to my peace. It was the condition to my value. It was the condition to my joy. It was the condition to my fulfillment. And you are going to find that out sooner or later because anybody who's trying to accomplish X, Y, and Z and thinks it's going to make them happy or fulfilled, if they're unlucky enough to fulfill the things that they're trying to fulfill on, they might get a hit of joy for a moment, but then they realize the next thing that's not in their life and the next thing they need to accomplish. So it's a never-ending road of chasing accomplishments and chasing things, okay? Okay. So when I have, when I work with my, I, you know, when I consult with the businesses I consult with and I consult with the entrepreneurs that are my clients and one of the things that I, that I constantly am reinforcing to them right now is whatever goals you had inside of your business this year, they shouldn't change. They're, they should be the same, Okay. Your strategy is going to look totally different. Okay, a good point. Right, good point. like the strategy yeah. might change, but the goal doesn't have to change. And if you are a business owner, and it, your business has been impacted by this, which I can't imagine it hasn't in some ways, you have to literally forget everything you like that worked in the past, like whatever systems and way that you engaged in your business two months ago, like that system no longer is applicable in our current reality. So you got to start all over. And you got to look at your goals. You're going to say, okay, here's the mark. Okay, I need to design. I literally have to create a different business because the reality of the world is different. So the things I was engaging with prior to this mm-hmm. no longer apply to this. So I have to give myself permission to really start start over and say, okay, here are the marks I want to hit. Like 
Maybe it was, hey, I want to I want to make these things happen in my business from a revenue standpoint, or hey, I want to make sure I make this kind of impact. I have this kind of influence. I can I can reach out and, and create this inf- influence in the world. Well, great. That should still be the focus. But now align yourself with the with the uh, consciousness or intelligence or emotion that you want to partner with to create that outcome. And this is the part that's most important. I need to be in the experience of the fulfillment of my vision while I'm in pursuit of the outcome. So what do I mean by that? If yeah, I what do you mean? At the, yeah. So if I look at these goals that I had called make a certain amount of money, um, you know, uh, impact uh, the world, impact the world, um, uh, accomplish X, Y, and Z. There is something I believe that's going to provide me from an experience. I'm going to feel safe if I make this much money. I'm going to feel accomplished. I'm going to feel valued. I'm going to be confident. Like, so you believe that hitting those marks is going to create something for you. Correct. Okay. This is the illusion. This is the Maya. There's nothing you can do in this world. That's going to make you feel better about yourself. You might for a second, it's called a hit. It's like a drug. But what will give you freedom? No, what? maybe for a second, the illusion of it. Okay. So if you make um, more money, it doesn't create like a financial freedom so that you can do things? Oh, God, man. This, this, is, this is the biggest lie out there, that money creates freedom and peace. Like, like it doesn't. And this is one of the biggest traps people fall into um, because they think money is the thing that keeps them safe. And when that is threatened, they perceive they're no longer safe. And that's why so many people are enslaved to money. And, and they well, make so many that, decisions based on money. That, and it's, it's part of the conditioning. I mean, this yeah. is what we've been conditioned with. That's a huge one, which we're going to have to bring you back on another time because I know people are going, he has lost his mind right now. Like, because it does, it brings you food, it brings you shelter, it brings your family, you know. Yeah, but, but you can have all those things and still be anxious. You can have all those things and still be upset, angry, worried. Like having food, like are you kidding me? Like just look at our current reality. Look at the United States of America. We have everything we need to, to stay alive. Like most people that are in whatever, like like are being affected by this, they're fine. They have food. Yeah. They have shelter. Nobody's in boxes, living under boxes under the thing, but they're completely anxious and overwhelmed. So okay. this this is this is what I'm talking about. Like like we have fallen into this trap called money makes me happy, free, and peaceful. I'm not saying money is not an important resource. Essential, you didn't you tell me? Is essential? Money is it's essential. Not a, yeah, it's not important, but it is essential. Yeah, because money is no different than time. It's a resource. It's a resource we create with. And yes, in our world, like understanding how to how to manage money. How to be in relationship with money is very important. And yes, money is definitely something you need to learn how to manage. And yes, it is needed if you want to live in a house and you want to feed yourself. Like, I'm not saying that that's not true. But what I am saying is even if you hit, you check off all the boxes, okay, that does not mean you're going to be living this free, joyful, peaceful, empowered life. I get it. You're not. Yeah, I mean, I and there are plenty of examples of people that have a shit ton of money. That's true. That are the furthest thing from free. Yeah. If anything, they're enslaved to their money. Yeah. So, backing up a little bit here, what's one thing that someone could work on right now to not lose? I know you mentioned a bunch of things about 
setting six month goals? What if they're not an entrepreneur? That's just personal goals. And they're feeling like, what's, you know, why should I even start doing this? You know, how do I start doing this? Like, is there any yeah. suggestions you give them? Yeah. All of creation starts with emotion. All of creation starts with the experience you're actually looking for. So it's kind of what you, what you were mentioning earlier and what Joey's doing on those meditations that by the way, anybody can engage with they're free. Um, like those would be great things to start to maybe leverage because what he's doing for people is he's teaching them how to, to create the experience they want to have today in this moment and start bringing that experience to their day and stop asking their day to create the experience. Oh, that's so true. Isn't it? Yeah. So like true. if I know how to create peace within myself and I can engage in whatever comes up today from a state of peace. If yeah. I can activate a state of joy or inspiration or passion in myself, then I can engage in whatever happens in my day aligned with that consciousness. And I'm telling you, when your brain is in a, we'll call it a love-based state. And love-based state just basically means it's not in a fear-based state. Yeah. Your amygdala is not turned on. You're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like when, you have to understand, like when you're in a fear-based state, you can't think. You're no ability to listen. Your ability to, 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 to critically think and to assess situations is, is inhibited. So if I, regardless of what happens today, if I'm able to create an experience where my frontal lobe is turned on, which is what, gets activated when you're in a love-based state, I'm going to be able to manage whatever occurs in my day in a much better way than if I'm like in this, in this experience of this thing is causing me anxiety and I'm going to manage this thing that's happening from a place of anxiety to try to eliminate my anxiety. This is called the hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Matt, I'm so glad that we went off topic today. This was freaking awesome. And I'm going to make sure they have the information of how to reach both you guys at the end. But I have a few questions for you. All right. People want to get to know you. You ready? Okay. All right. This is, uh -huh. this is really going to be fun and exciting. And by the way, I just want you to know one thing. Every time we go off topic, people always say to me, that was freaking awesome because it's just like you're sitting next to each other and all it's the fun. stuff that we wanted to have, you know, answered from the universe. It, it's just perfect. So here you go, though. Let's go to this one. Ready? What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Good God. Um, Top of your head. The first one that pops into my head right now actually was Good Will Hunting, believe it or not. Goodwill, that's it, right, that's it. Not a lot of thought. Love, Next. love that movie. Great. Okay, favorite food? Oh, by far, pizza. Pizza, okay. Favorite author or book? Whew. Um, well, I'm going to name the book I'm reading right now because I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, and the name of the book is called Mastery. Mastery. Highly recommend it. By who? Um, and I'm, I'm pulling it up here because I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, who is the author? It is oh man, come on. Robert Greene. Robert Greene. Yeah. Okay. How long do you meditate a day? Uh, 20 minutes, two times a day. Okay. What, what's your workout routine? Um, I do 
two, I'll call it high intensity kind of hit type workouts a week. Um, uh, I do an internal energy practice three days a week, which is more kind of a building chi and more like a Tai Chi Chi Gong. It's actually called Kuk Sun Do, but I, it's a Korean form of that. So I do that three times a week. I do kind of a hit training kind of thing twice a week. And then I either go on like a 20, 30 mile bike ride on the weekend or run at the beach. So kind of one kind of cardio type. In your spare time, what do you like to do for a hobby? Uh, one of my favorite things is woodworking. Woodworking? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I actually am working on a, um, a little uh, bench for my wife for Mother's Day right now that she wants for her patio. Oh, I forgot that it's Mother's Day. Yeah. Favorite, I didn't. Wait, favorite TV show? <laughs> uh, favorite TV show? Like a, or, I, I, you know, a Netflix thing or some kind of series. Oh, oh, like a series? Yeah, you know what series is one of my favorite series right now, and they just came out with the fourth season, and I absolutely love it, is The, the Last Kingdom on Netflix. Oh, The Last Kingdom. All right. Yeah. Uhtred, baby, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. He's like my hero. Okay. Uh, favorite treat? <laughs> favorite treat? Yeah, like a dessert, a treat, um, snack. I, I would I would say uh, mozzarella sticks if that counts as a snack. Oh like, God, mozzarella yeah. sticks! Oh dude, like I'm like a little kid. What can I tell you? I like chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks. All right, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> a, a podcast that you love listening to, and don't say mine. Um, I enjoy. Um, I enjoy uh, Sam Harris. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll just I'll leave it at that. Favorite color? Blue. Blue. A mentor that you really admire? I mean, I have so many, but the one I'm with right now is Joey. Um, he's my current mentor, and and yeah, I mean, he's he's he has definitely influenced the changes that I've talked about today on this podcast. So. I'll give Joey Klein a shout out here. All right, cool. All right, Matt. Well, this has been freaking awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time. I loved it. I know my Let's Keep a Real people are going to say, Sandy, please bring that dude back on more. But before we go, how can they reach you? How can they reach Joey and the meditations? Tell us everything. Um, right now, you can go to MatthewLabosco.com. Um, that's where you'll find information about me. Um, as far as Joey and Conscious Transformation, um, ConsciousTransformation.com. Um, but there is no – they're redoing their website right now. So if you want to engage in the, the weekly meditations that Joey's doing on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 o'clock Eastern time, mm-hmm. um, I can give you the link, Sandy, if you want to post it. And people can, can, can engage in that as well. I think it's a great example of what we talked about. It's free, and I think it will really help people. Cool. All right, Matt. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's a blast. Hey, have fun out there. Don't be scared to say, I'm having a blast. What a great opportunity is to just enjoy myself. And until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.